This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. to Active Quest episode 22. I'm your host, Joseph Yaden, and we're running a two-man show today. I'm just with uh, Chris Penwell today. How's it going, Chris? Doing well. How about you, man? It's been great. Uh, today's Mother's Day. And oh, by the way, when I say just Chris Penwell, I don't mean just as in like, <laughs> No, that is oh, kind of true. Just Chris, true. you know. It's just me. You know, that's not, that's yeah. not what I mean. I mean, <laughs> Josh is out today uh, celebrating Mother's Day, so that's totally, you know, that's fine. Um, we hope everybody who is a mother is having a good day. And also if you're not a mother, I hope you're having a good day too, but especially the mothers out there. We, we, we love Um, our mothers. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we're just going to talk about a a few things. Um, uh, there was a new Ghost Recon game announced, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Sony had their state of play presentation, their second one, and it was very brief, but there was, you know, quite a bit of things for it only being like 10 or 11 minutes long. So we'll, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, there's a new bill from a uh, some a senator or something. I'm not a politician, so I'm not too educated on the the sort of politics side of things. But um, where you know they're, they're they're trying to ban loot boxes from uh, from minors playing it. So we'll talk a more on that. Um, EA access coming to PS4 is kind of a bigger story. So we'll get into that. And then Nintendo announced their E3 times and a couple things they're doing um, at the show itself. So. Thanks, times. Yeah, we'll dive into that. Um, And then I've been playing Rage, which at the time of recording, the embargo has not lifted, but by the time we post, it'll be totally fine. That's Rage 2, right? Yeah, sorry, Rage 2. I don't know if I said that. Rage 2, yes. Um, Sequel to a game that people probably didn't really want a sequel for or weren't really, you know, expecting, so... We'll talk on that. Uh, Chris, you've been playing a lot of stuff on your Nintendo Switch. And then oh, yeah. you, wa- you watched uh, the uh, Raising Kratos documentary from Santa yes, Monica Studios. And I'm, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I'm going to watch it. I just, you know, I yeah. just haven't had time. Time. <laughs> um, yeah. So are you doing okay over there, Chris? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to hear. It's good to hear your voice. And it's been. Yeah, you were on last week, but I was the week before. Yeah, it, it had been a while. Um, and so what we're gonna do is next week. I think what you're out next week because you're yeah. On I'm, I'm going to Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Okay. Um, are you planning on seeing the Grand Canyon while you're out there? Unfortunately, no. It's a bit too far away. It's about three and a half hours away. Man, apparently. you know you could do like a donkey ride. You can take a little donkey <laughs> down, and it'll ta- it'll take you down to the river. I don't know if that's true. I heard. I might do that one that. day. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> and you can also take a, a like a helicopter from Las Vegas to the Grand Canyon. Mm. So I don't know if that's in in the agenda, but you could do that. Cool. Well, you're going. Well, you're going to to phoenix so i guess it wouldn't work maybe you could take a helicopter to las vegas that'd be interesting right yeah yeah that'd be great 
Um, so yeah, uh, before we get into the news here, I just wanted to say a couple things. Um, so we've been trying to expand our audience and everything, and we appreciate everybody who listens. Um, this kind of like when we started it, it was just like this hobby, right? Like, you know, we weren't planning on getting huge or anything and it's and no. we haven't gotten huge but it's just been cool to see people like interacting with us and you know and actually talking. enjoying it you know it's kind of cool to see that yeah and i wanted to give a shout out to you and josh for like you know doing the majority of the promotion for everything and like mm. helping get us on a bunch of platforms like we're on itunes stitcher TuneIn, spotify google play like all these places that you can find our podcast so yeah. you know we're trying to make it easy for everybody. Um, also, you took the liberty of making some shirts for us. So yes, we'll it leave did. A dis- yeah. We'll leave a link in the description. Uh, you know, they're uh, they're not like fancy, whatever, like high end shirts. It's got our logo on them, but I think they're really kind of nice. They're I think they really look cool. cool. You can pick your own color. Or it's pretty yeah, cool. yeah. We we hope to expand like, some like mugs or maybe a yep. hoodie or something. Oh, mugs! But just let yeah, us know what you're interested. In. Yeah. Yep. And so we'll leave a link to that in the description. Um, I've got it pulled up. Yeah, you can get a whole bunch of different colors. Um, so it's 15 bucks for a shirt in the U.S., which is like totally reasonable, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you can get there, you know, like eight different colors or so. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, if you guys want to throw it, you know, we've got our Patreon and everything, too. That we're, uh, we're working well, we're on working that, right? Yeah. yeah, We're working on. We're going to have some then, cool benefits to that as well coming up. So. Right. Stay tuned. Yeah. And then, and then the the shirts. Obviously, if you wanna if you wanna grab one of those, it helps us out. Um, this is again, you know, we're not, you know, uh, this isn't our job, right? This is just like no. something we're we're just passionate about. And but it'd be it'd be nice that. to it'd be nice to have our subscription fee covered. You know, um, we pay yeah. to have this up. So if you if you'd right. like to help us, feel free. We make about two bucks a shirt, so it's not too much to make. <laughs> but you know, yeah, if 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 you want to help, you know that'd be great. Uh, we we will also have our Patreon up soon, so stay tuned yeah, for that. So we'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to get a little bit of that out of the way. Um, we got E three coming up, so in a couple weeks we'll do our prediction show. Um, and I think that's all of the housekeeping I wanted yeah. to get through, unless I forgot something. Does that sound right? I think that's it. Uh, so... What what flavor of Lacroix having right now? Oh oh my God! The most important part. Here we go. <laughs> oh. Okay, this is, let's see, pink grapefruit. Ew. So, hey, what, you don't like, what's wrong with pink grapefruit? It's too sharp. (laughs) (laughs) So let me take a drink of this, and then we'll get into some news, if that's okay with you, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm good to go. Okay, cool. So let's cover. Let's start with the Ghost Recon stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, a new Ghost Recon game was announced, which uh, is the follow up to Wildlands, which came out uh, first quarter of 2017, if memory serves. Um, and it's called Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, and I've got an article pulled here from Czar uh, over at PlayStation Lifestyle. Most of the stuff we've got today is pulled from PlayStation Lifestyle. Sorry, I'm a little biased. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but the article here is Ghost Recon Breakpoint will will require an active internet connection, beta signups live. Um, And it reads, quote, Ubisoft has confirmed that Ghost Recon Breakpoint will require a persistent internet connection even when playing solo, unlike its predecessor, which is Wildlands. Um, Quote, uh, Breakpoint 
is a brand new installment to the Ghost Recon franchise, the developer told a fan on Twitter. Quote, it's a military shooter, or it's still a military shooter though, just like Wildlands. It can be played up to four-player co-op or completely solo. The game will, will require an active internet connection to play. End quote. In response to another fan, Ubisoft said that the always online requirement will ensure that players get, quote, the best experience. Um, as expected, the update wasn't well received, but it's in line with the developers' other releases like The Division and Rainbow Six Siege, which, uh, just as a side note, Josh has been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege, and I don't know that he's been able to talk about it a whole lot. Um, so maybe we'll get his thoughts on that. And then there is a beta that's going live right now. There's a couple of special editions too. There's just the base $60, uh, version. And, um, if you pre-order that, I guess you get your guaranteed access into the beta. And then there's like a gold edition for 110 comes with uh, three day early access. And then the year one pass, which comes with a bunch of content. Uh, then the ultimate edition, um, it comes with the aforementioned stuff, bonus missions, and then uh, an additional in-game item, including the Trail TX motorbike, spider buggy, and the survival pack. Don't know what any of this means. And then there's a $190 version, which comes with all the stuff I just mentioned, plus a steelbook. Yeah, steelbook, soundtrack, a confidential file with three lithographs, a, a statue. Oh, oh yeah, because the main character is played by John Bernthal, the guy from Walking Dead. Um... I think so. Let me let me make sure that's right. I hope I don't want to misspeak. Um, and so yeah, that one goes for one ninety. So you can grab that if you'd like. Um, okay, yeah. So new Ghost Recon. I don't know. I mean, I've never actually played Ghost Recon. I don't think. Um, so this announcement to me was like cool. That's yeah. fine for people who are looking forward to. Have you ever played any of the Ghost Recon games, Chris? I haven't really played them. I played a little bit of Future Soldier. That was pretty cool. How you could interact with your teammates. Um, oh yeah, that was a 360 game, right? Back uh, yeah, like God, 2012, I think, is when that came out. <laughs> uh huh. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of interesting the Ghost Recon series because Wildlands did incredibly well. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of a sleeper hit for for the gaming community because we're like. This is doing well, really awesome. But, yeah, you know. Um, so I'd like to try out Wildlands one day and see what it's all about and what, what why it's so hype. Right, and you got you could probably find a copy for dirt cheap these days, yeah. right? Like tw- oh, twenty sure. bucks or something. Yeah. And man, I just thought it was so cool how they they brought um, Sam Fisher into it for like a mission, I think. And oh, they did. The Predator. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And there's a mission where you either play as the Predator or against the Predator, something mm-hmm. like that. The Predator is in it. Um, so that's kind of interesting. So, you know, it's like kind of weird in a way, right? Like it's military, but also it gets, it's not afraid to, to yeah. kind of go wild as the name suggests, Wildlands. I find it super <laughs> um, weird that this got announced before E3. Um, maybe they're trying to get ahead of the rumors or like maybe mm-hmm. they got, maybe they heard of a leak or something. Yeah. that uh, And also I find it weird that another entry in the Ghost Recon series uh, is coming out when we haven't seen Splinter Cell and like, God, it's, it's a it's a much more successful part of the series, the Tom Clancy stuff, you know. Um, I suppose I do think so, they're going to get spent us out at some point, but man, with Ubisoft's like... with Ubisoft's kind of like uh, live service kind of mantra right now, um, maybe we won't see spent cell, but that that Walmart Canada leak says otherwise. But you know, um, oh yeah, from last year, E three, <laughs> yeah. Man, I would love that. I, yeah, you're probably right, like, financially. Like, a Splinter Cell thing maybe doesn't make as much sense as something like Ghost Recon. But, man, 
there is like a huge fan base for for Splinter Cell, and oh, I think yeah. it's they're missing out by not making it. So hey, it's know. been a while um, since the last one, right? Like yeah, the last one was Blacklist. Oh, Blacklist. Blacklist okay. right. came out uh, 2013, if I remember correctly. So God, it's been six years. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a minute. Um. Anyway, uh. So this uh. Let's see. The release date is um. Uh, October, beginning of October. You can look forward okay. to that. Okay, yeah, so it says early access is October 1st, three-day early access, so then October 4th, I guess, mm-hmm. is what that would be. So, yeah, you can look forward to that. And then I did confirm, yeah, John Bernthal is uh, going to be in the game, so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. And I like what, I, I like when they have, like, high-end actors, you know, in, in games. Uh, yeah. What were you saying, Chris? Well, I'll say this. I think Ubisoft is killing it lately uh, with the games they've been releasing, their high quality... They've been taking their time with their their game developments, and I, I think it, it's showing in in their games. So, yeah, my God, it. I mean, I I feel like like everything they put out is just it's at least moderately well received, if not yeah. better, right? Like yeah, yeah, like Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, all these games. Like they've it's just been doing great. So yeah, uh, shout out to Ubisoft. Mm. Um, cool. So yeah, uh, after that, uh, we're gonna touch on the state of play uh, presentation from Sony. Um. So uh, if you're unaware, State of Play is sort of PlayStation's version of uh, the Nintendo Direct. It's a short, you know, curated, um, you know, basically like a, a series of trailers, right? Essentially covering upcoming things. Or, That's you know, basically updating. what they were doing earlier. So it's no difference yeah. to the free conferences in my opinion. Right. Yeah, it's just a lot more affordable, I think, to do these kind of things. Um, so this one was about 10 minutes and we got, um, you know, maybe like half a dozen announcements um and so we're just gonna go through each one of them here i've got a list of all of the stuff they announced in order um so and just to just to make sure you did watch the the state of play right you, did you get a chance yes. to see it yes it okay so what were uh, before even getting into it what were your overall impressions of it were you uh, do you think it they did better than the first time this is far superior to the last one you know they they had mainly ps4 games of the psvr stuff Right. Um, and they showed stuff that people were interested in, you know, and some new indies like Riverbond that seemed quite interesting. So yeah. know, they had a yeah. good mix there. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with what we got for just 10 minutes, you know, that we, we had a yeah. lot. <laughs> that, yeah, and that was my thought, exactly. I, I feel like the first state of play sort of did them a little bit of a disservice, a disservice yeah. because, I mean, if you're into VR and that's like, you know, one of your, uh, like flagship things that you, that you use or whatever, then maybe it was okay. But most people don't have a VR. So that whole yeah. presentation was, was basically just like irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. I know there were a couple non VR things in the first announcement or in the first, uh, state of play, but yeah, it's basically all VR. So yeah, I can understand why it would alienate people. Um, but this one opened up with, um, uh, a little bit more on Monster Hunter World Iceborne, which is the new expansion. It's a massive expansion coming um, to Monster Hunter in September. They we got a, a release date for it. Um, so as the name suggests, it's you know focused on ice and and snow and sort of you know the cold environment. And there are uh, monsters that that sort of uh, adhere to that. So they shoot like icicles at you and things like that. Um, one of the, like, main monsters of it is so freaking cool. It's like a, I don't know how to describe it. it. It's like a mix between, like, a bison and a dragon, I guess. Like, it's got these, like, bison horns on it, and it burrows kind of in the snow, and it's just, it's really, really fascinating. Um, uh, I'm a, I'm a Monster Hunter fan 
it, I just feel like it gets really complicated, you know? And so, and so like, I don't know if I'm going to be jumping into this, but I, I, it's compelling. Like I was thinking about it. Uh, have you ever played any of the Monster Hunter games, Chris? I have not played them, unfortunately. Um, but maybe one day I'll, I'll get around to them. They're just a bit too complicated from yeah, what I've played before. But, I'm you know, you. I, it seems like a lot of people are getting engaged into the series. Like, it sold more than 11 million copies, and it's Capcom's best-selling game ever made. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I, like, I reported must... on that last week. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And and one thing I, I noted in that article where, uh, where I covered the, that it's the best-selling game is just that for a game that's as complicated as it is, it's amazing that it is sell, uh, sells so well. So maybe it's not as complicated as we think, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I put I put probably eighty hours into Monster Hunter World, and I still felt like I didn't really know most of the game. <laughs> like, <just> really, <laughs> if that if that tells you anything, but man, I will tell you, once you get into the the loop, it is so freaking fun because right. it's like a constant like you're constantly motivated to keep playing because you're like, oh man. I've got this new armor set that I just got, but I could get a better one if I just grind, right? So it's one of those games where, like, you, you it's fun to run through with somebody who knows what they're doing because they can, like, show you the ropes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And once you get into it, man, it is so cool. It almost is like a... I don't... I don't want to say a MOBA, but kind of like a MOBA where, like, everybody has their own role, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like, one person is, like, it can be, like, more of, like, a support person, and then another person is, like, a ranged attacker. Like, uh, somebody else can focus on healing. Like, you can, like, strategize, and it's so freaking cool. So I might actually jump into that. Um, there are a couple different SKUs for that, too. You can get, like, the, the game bundled with the DLC physically cool. for, I think, 60 bucks, and then there's, like, a special edition that comes with some extra goodies for, like, 80 so you can grab that. You have to have the base version to play Iceborne, though. So just mm. um, so everybody, yeah. Just everybody sounds knows. like you get a lot of bang for your buck. So oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude. Y- even just with the base game, you could put like five hundred hours into it. Like Damn. for whichever one was on the Wii U, Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, they ported to Wii U because it was actually based off of Monster Hunter Tri, which is mm-hmm. on the Wii. Um, I put four hundred hours into that game. Holy shit! It's my most played Wii U game. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So after that, uh, we got a new announcement. I think this was new, uh, Riverbond, yeah. uh, which is sort of like a dungeon crawling game. Um, I, it didn't really grab my attention, but it seemed like maybe you were a little bit more jazzed about it. Did you want to? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, I've got a, a write up here from, um, from Chandler, uh, over at PlayStation Lifestyle. Uh, he, he opens with <laughs> quote, what an unfortunate state of play for a smaller game to be in. Yeah, fair. Um, if you know what's coming up later, y- you know what I'm talking about. Oh, that's funny. Honestly, I as I am scrubbing through this state of play video for this daily reaction, I have to admit that I forgot this one was even a part of it. I guess it's a good thing uh, they keep these things short because uh, uh, keep these things short then because a lot more would fly under the radar if they tried to cram them in. Though on the other hand, just having some press release sent out would probably get even fewer eyes on it so having it in a state of play is a great strategy to get some additional in- interest anyway um riverbond will also have game crossover skins from popular indie titles some of which aren't even out yet uh characters from knights and bikes i've never even heard of that bastion guacamelee psychonauts uh, shovel knight and more will appear overall it looks like it uh it just looks like some fun frantic action with friends so yeah just kind of like a 
you know, like a smaller budget, like dungeon crawling game. So that might be one to keep your eyes peeled for. Um, I love Shovel Knight, so anything. It seems like a decent with... game. Yeah, like good production quality um, mm-hmm. for this kind of thing for voxel games. So um, I'll keep my eye on it. Um, okay, so this one, this next one that they showed was really weird uh, a new predator game which is an online sort of evolve style game where it's like asymmetrical multiplayer um so i guess there's going to be like a team of whatever soldier ar- generic army people <laughs> uh fighting against the predator and then the predator will be controlled by a human person right and so it'll be kind of like friday the 13th and i think it actually is it's either being developed by that team or helped being de- developed. Yeah, let's see. Coming from the developers of Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Yep. So, so if you've played Friday the Thirteenth, you'll know pretty much exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and I th- and this is a PS4 exclusive. I don't know if that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that was uh, like a prominently displayed uh, fact that people notice. But yeah, PS4 exclusive. I don't know, man. I think that's so crazy. <laughs> like a Predator. Is it game a Sony published game? I think so. Let's see. And and what you confirmed, yeah, that it's a it's a it's published by Sony. That's what Sean was saying on the on the website. Did you? Okay. So are you? First of all, are you a Predator fan? Uh not really. Um, but <laughs> I, I I think if they take like, like take the Friday the Thirteenth formula and have you play as characters from the movies and have you play certain scenes out, that'd be really cool. Right. My thing is, like, I feel like it's really risky to do anything licensed like this because I know there was some issue with the Friday the 13th game where, like, they weren't able to continue, um, like, I don't know, supporting it, I guess. Mm. Because, but maybe that's because why of... Elphonic went to Sony because then they have a proper licensing kind of, like, publisher who, who knows what they're doing, right? I suppose and... so, I know, but, like... Predator is owned by Disney now, so uh, Sony and well, Disney kind of have a good relationship right now with Marvel. So I, I can see oh, this I su- being. A I, bit yeah, I guess it's successful. not that much of a stretch, but but yeah, like my thing, like I come from like a a music game background, and to me, to me, like that's all licensed shit, right? And so like it's just like a nightmare, like you know, if you don't buy the songs right away or whatever, they go away. So or like something like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, licensed stuff can get kind of tricky or like you know porting or remaking a, an old game with licensed music in it or licensed characters like it just gets really messy so to me it would seem like uh, yeah having a licensed recognizable character maybe would help sell copies immediately but is it good for the long run yeah it could be i don't know and you I have mean, to license the likenesses as well of these characters yeah these actors. yeah so, so it's a whole thing yeah uh, but anyway, that one's coming out 2020, so maybe we'll hear more yeah. on that uh, at E3 or something. Um, after that, we got a, a little bit more of an in-depth look at medieval, although not not a whole lot more. Am I saying that right, by the way? Me- medi- is it medieval or medieval? Medi- medi- I don't know. Medieval? That's how I say medi- it. It just doesn't sound right saying medieval. It sounds like you're like mispronouncing it. Medieval. Medi- medieval. Tell us if, <laughs> if we're pronouncing it wrong. I'm sure somebody is fucking banging their head against we the in the right now. We wish we yeah, we <laughs> to, to, yeah, Josh always knows how to pronounce stuff. Uh, or at least he sound, he could <laughs> still be mispronouncing it. He's a big fan of this it. game, right? So. Yeah, he is, yeah. He, yeah, he's probably like fucking like stabbing his ears out <laughs> because we're mispronouncing. Um, 
Yeah, and we got a little short, uh, like, little trailer for that. And then we finally got a release date, um, which is in October. October 25th, so just in time for Halloween. Um, I uh, never played Medieval, uh, so I'm not, like, too excited about it. But with it being $30, I'm totally willing to jump in and try it because... It just seems like a, you know, fun, like, hack and slash kind of thing. And, like, a it just seems like a nice little, like, mm, palate cleanser kind of thing where you don't have to think too much. I hope this continues so. a trend of PS1 re- remakes, you know? Uh, so I, I, I'd like to see Ape Escape. I'd like to see maybe Legend of Dragoon, things like that. Like, oh, yeah. Games that, there are... Like, these games are some things that people haven't played before because it was before their time. Like, right. I haven't played Final Fantasy VII. So I'm excited. Oh, for that. interesting. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> yo, yeah. You're yeah. If you're somebody who who you like, uh, you want PS1 games remastered or remade, we've got a little bit of news for you later on. So we'll, we'll <laughs> get to that shortly. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think there are a lot of PS1 games that are worth like um, revisit. Well, <laughs> a lot of them don't hold up as the thing, so that's why I think they need to be remade. Yes, like, exactly. There's one I really like, um, Tomba? Tomba? I don't know if you Tomba? remember that. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you're yeah like I was a, about to mention that one. <laughs> yeah, you're like a cave, for people who don't know you, it's like a, you're like a caveman, but you, you have like pink hair, and it's like a, it's like a side-scrolling platformer, kind of, but there's like puzzle stuff, and it is so weird. There are these like huh. pigs everywhere, and there's like a pig king, and you go around, and like, I don't even remember really, you just like collect stuff, and, and it's just got this like really funny, like, art style, and I don't know. Maybe my memory is just, like, saying that it's good, but it's actually not. I don't know. But that's what a remake will do, right? It brings back yeah. those games and re- puts them into a mo- for, for a modern audience. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like Ratchet and Clank or the Crash mm-hmm. and Spyro Crash. Kind of trilogies, you know, yeah. uh, that, that were remastered. So, yeah. Right. Um, something I'm excited for this C3, actually, is, like, maybe we'll hear what Bluepoint Blue is working on. Because they worked on oh my God. Colossus. What if yeah. they did a remake of Metal Gear Solid? That'd be awesome. Oh my god. I want that, that so bad because I, I, would, I wanna I wanna play those games. Um I, I would shit have. in somebody else's pants if they remade <laughs> if they remade the first you mean the first one, right? Metal Gear yeah. Metal Gear oh, Solid yeah. one? Yeah. Oh my god, that would be so amazing. Yeah, because like the best way to play that now is Twin Snakes. Yeah. That's the that's like the only because man, I've tried going back and playing the original and I don't know if uh, Alex from uh, Play- uh, uh, PlayStation Forecast is listening to this, and he's probably really <laughs> mad at me for what I'm about to say. I don't think that game like holds up as well. Like okay. it controls like an ass. It, I mean, it still has some of its cool features, you know, with the boss where you have to move your controller over the, to the player two slot and it reads your memory mm-hmm. card. Like it still has really cool ideas, but man, like it just playing those old PS1 games just don't hold up anymore so and when i was on the yeah, time that... podcast uh, we had similar complaints with ape escape but the mm-hmm, controls mm-hmm. just didn't hold up so yeah. right so yeah so moving on in the presentation um there's a new game called away uh and this one looks really freaking cool uh, the full title, Away, the Survival Series. So you play as a, and I, and this is very important, You're not, it's not a squirrel, you are a sugar glider, just so everybody knows. I know there's like people who get mad about that kind of thing. Um, and it just seems like this like kind of relaxing game at times where you're like flying around or gliding from tree to tree and like the environment is really beautiful. It's really like realistically rendered. Um, I actually covered a story on this 
and basically the, the developers wanted to do, do something that was in the vein of like a nature documentary. So one of those like high budget nature documentaries where it, like it looks amazing. It's like 4K, you know. And uh, yeah, you just fly around. There's a little bit of combat, I think. Um, you can like fight snakes and shit and like, uh, like it just it just seems like a weird thing like that we don't usually see uh so that's one i'm excited for don't know if there's a date for that one um I'm i don't not sure think personally. so yeah i don't think so um uh, but you... uh, the cool thing is that this uh, the developers of this game followed us on twitter so maybe we can get an interview with them about this game oh my yeah. god really they followed the yeah. uh, active quest yes they did yeah really yeah that's amazing yeah, I would love to talk with them. They seem like really cool guys. They did a, the, There was a blog post uh, on PlayStation Blog. Um, and just based on the way that it was written, it seems like those guys are really cool over there at that studio. Um, I forget. Uh, Breaking Wall, I think, is the name of the studio. Am I right oh, on that? I know they're based Bre- in Montreal. That's all. That's all. Mo- oh, maybe you can go over there and, and hang out with them then. Is that okay. anywhere near you? Oh, no, unfortunately. It's on the other side oh. of the of country. I thought everybody in Canada knew each other. <laughs> no. no no way okay. no no <laughs> especially okay. between uh, the west and the east we're very different <laughs> uh and and there's probably a little bit of vegetation in the way that makes it hard right yeah. so yeah so that game looks really cool uh yeah i would love to talk with those guys it seems seems like a cool game and seems like it'd be interesting um okay so next up they announced a new uh ps4 uh, i think it's a pro system um and it's a Days of Play limited edition PS4. It looks really gorgeous. Uh, not really too much else to say on it. Uh, right. They did yeah. one last. <laughs> yeah, they did one. This one. <laughs> they did one last year, I think, yeah. uh, for for Days of Play. And if you're unaware, Days of Play, I guess, is like a like a few. Maybe, what is it like a two weeks or so leading up to E3, where they just like are you know they put out deals and they release like or they announce things. It's kind of like a pre E3 time almost you know so yeah if you want to get that it's super limited edition um and it looks gorgeous but uh if you already have one i don't know that it's worth it to, to get another ps4 um okay and then the last thing which was sort of the <laughs> banger the one that kicked everybody in the balls um was we finally got a, a another look at final fantasy 7 the remake that we first saw what was that 2015 mm-hmm. is when it was announced um and this has been sort of like uh, like a running joke, right, in the community of just like, uh, that game's canceled or we're never going to see it again and whatever. It's been scrapped, all this stuff. Um, what did you think of the footage that was shown? The frame rate's great now. It's running really well as opposed to the last time we saw it. Um, Skranix is is internally developing it and you could could tell like the, the character models are absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah just oh, now man, the cinematic the, the cinematic quality of this game is just pretty yeah weird. yeah and it's so funny because when you compare it to the the visuals of the original they're just like blocks almost yeah. right <laughs> they, they look it's almost like minecraft looking yeah. right like they're just like shapes like geometrical shapes mm-hmm. and then you look now and it's like oh my god that's a person okay that is a living breathing person cool um now one thing i wanted to ask you what what do you think the combat is going to be like? Because it seems like there's like a lot of debate and almost like a controversy yeah, over like how the combat's going to be. It's going to be a mix of Final, Fan- uh, Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts. I think it's going to be like an in between of that. Well, because yeah, but Final Fantasy like 15... a shortcut menu that's exactly like Kingdom Hearts. 
and huh. this one has kind of like a very simpler, uh, like a simpler version of the mm-hmm. of the combat system, I guess, from Final yeah. Fantasy Fifteen. So, what you think they'll do away completely with the turn-based stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't huh. think that's I don't think that's happening. Like, I mean, maybe you'll see the ATB system back, but. Yeah, you're probably right, but man, I just feel like that's such a staple of the game. Like, it it seems almost like it's not, I mean, I, I was thinking, like, I was going to say that it's not the same game. Well, obviously, it's not the same game. It's a remake, but like, I don't know. To me, that'd be like if a Pokemon Red and Blue remake came out without, and it not being turn-based, or like... I know, I just think turn-based mechanics have kind of aged kind of poorly. Like, I, I tried mm-hmm. playing Dragon Quest Eleven recently, and I just couldn't get into it. Huh. Well, I think some games still do it really well, like a lot of the strategy games. Like, uh, what was the one? Um, well, Pokemon, yeah. What was the one that came out last year? The one where you're, it's like Kaiju fighting? Um, uh, God, Breach, Breach. Into the Breach. Into the Breach. That one, that's turn-based, and man, that game is freaking awesome. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could be right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out and it was, like, Final, Fan- or Final Fantasy fifteen style. Um, but, yeah, so, but if it was turn-based, I don't think it would reach the amount of sales needed for this kind of production. But Yeah. Now, That's a couple a things reality. to touch on. <laughs> right, yeah. A couple things to touch on, too. Um, it, it We didn't get a release date or anything, but they said uh, more information to come this June Next, or this summer yeah. or something. Next, yeah, so pres- this June. So presumably that's E3 during Square Enix's. Uh, I I uh, covered this earlier for PlayStation Lifestyle, one of my last articles there. Um, yeah, it was the Final Fantasy VII concert that's happening. Oh, yeah. really close to E3, and I f- think that's when we'll get a trailer because Kingdom Hearts yeah. had a history could be. of showing their trailers during that time. So uh-huh. the Kingdom Hearts three trailers were there. So I yeah, you you actually tradition. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you're right because otherwise they probably would have said E3, right? Like, yeah. Like why why be coy about it? Like obviously E3 mm-hmm. is in a month. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah, I think it looks awesome. Oh, one other thing to note before moving on, um, it is still reported to be released like episodically. And I'm from fine what with I've that. seen. I'm perfectly fine with that because I, I, I think, think they're going to expand further into the story of Final Fantasy yeah. VII. And, and I um, think... this is going to be similar to the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy, where they're going to be full games, like 30, 40 hour games, um, wow. with each installment. So um, I think you're getting more out of this Final Fantasy Seven remake than you would have previously, because they're expanding the story with each. Right, and title. and I think we we talked about this earlier uh, on Facebook or something. We were messaging. Um, it, if if they didn't do it like this and they waited for the whole thing to be ready, it would it would be like. It'd be massive. Four years. It yeah. It like it wouldn't come out for like three years probably. No. no so no. yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally fine with it being episodic. I know people are maybe upset about that, but uh-huh. you're you have to remember, man. These games are massive to make. I feel like they pretty much had to scrap that game, and so you have to assume that they only like recently like started really working. It's kind on of it. similar like, to the Final Fantasy 15 situation. They scrapped it yeah. twice, I think, and then they redid it. Uh, in a two to three year cycle, so I honestly think we're going to see this early next year, or maybe even this year, if we're lucky God, in December. That would be that would be insane if that if the first part of that came out this year. So, yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, okay, let's move on here. Uh, so that was all the state of play stuff. Um, okay, so this one is a little weird. Um, I covered this story. Actually, it was uh, reported by Jason Schreier at Kotaku. Um, that a senator, Josh Hawley, 
um, proposed a bill called the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act. And essentially, like I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a bill that will regulate and basically ban microtransactions um, uh, or like pay to win microtransactions in games that are played by minors. Um, So uh, that was kind of a a story that blew up. A lot of people were just like, what the fuck is going on? Like there was some controversy over it. I am totally okay with them doing that. It doesn't really affect me negatively at all, you know, because I'm not a child, you know? (laughs) So uh, I don't really have a a whole lot of opinions about it. But, um, you know, people had thoughts on it, I guess. But then later on, um, the ESA issued a response to to the proposed ban um, on microtransactions bill from uh, Senator Josh Hawley. Um, That's the Entertainment and... Software Association, right? They're both yeah, the, thank you. They're like the organization yeah. representing the companies, like, um, you know, EA, Activision, Square right. Enix, you know, all those kind of Right, things. thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, um, I'll just go ahead and read their statement here. It reads, quote, uh, Numerous countries, including Ireland, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK, determined uh, that loot boxes do not constitute gambling. We look forward to sharing with the senator the tools and information the industry already provides that keeps the control of in-game spending in parents' hands. Parents already have the ability to limit or prohibit in-game purchases with uh, with easy-to-use parental controls, end quote. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, it just seems interesting. I think this is a move on the senator's part to, like, gain traction. Like Maybe. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people who, like, normally maybe wouldn't vote for this guy are people who play video games and are, like, really ingrained in that. And, like, seeing, like, oh, man, there's a guy who's against microtransactions? Okay, maybe I will vote for this guy. That could be. Uh, again, I don't know a whole lot about politics. What I just said could have been totally wrong. Um, but yeah, I don't really have like a. I'm, like I'm not strong... going to go into it too much, but I think like the, he's he's appealing to his Republican base, you know, where mm-hmm. they're like, we're against video games and they're the evil, you know, they're causing gun violence, you know, rather than the actual yeah. gun laws I, themselves. I do, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do kind of. I see what the ESA is saying, though, right? Like, oh yeah, for sure. It's up to the parents. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's not like it, it, be a parent and fucking know what you're kid is doing i guess right so yeah maybe i am on the side of the esa on this one i don't know i mean do you think it's gambling i don't know there's there's some semblances of gambling on there you know you're gonna you're not paying for money but you're you're paying for time um and Mm -hmm. you're trying to get these skins that you've been looking for for a long time and these kind of like events kind of like encourage these kids to play a lot of the game to actually right. get get these rewards right so i think it is a little bit you know yeah could be i i think i don't well i guess we'd have to look up the definition of what gambling is right like right. here let's see define gambling <laughs> um okay play games of chance for money so right. no <laughs> well, here here's the second one. Take risky action in the hope of a desired result. So, but the thing is though is with the with these loot boxes and shit, you never get nothing. You always get something, right? So like doesn't that so, negate the fact I'm, that it's gambling? I'm not really because it might be something you're not looking for, you know? Um 
But I, I guess you can see that in toys as well, you know, like the yeah, oh, like toys. the blind boxes. Yeah, maybe Those you're right. It says the risky action in hope of the desired result. So okay, it's it's definitely not an easy answer, right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> like like if you said like is eating pizza gambling well maybe it depends on which pizza you're eating <laughs> how sick how sick you're gonna get but you get my point like it's not really clear if it's gambling or not uh but like if these get... kids are playing nine or ten hours of games like every day just to get this mm-hmm. reward you know then yeah. then it could be a bit you know but right yeah, I get it. So anyway, I don't know that that'll ever materialize and come to be because when those things are proposed, I mean, a lot of people have to vote on it and stuff, and yeah. a lot of those we, they never see the light of day. So I wouldn't be surprised if we never heard from. Yeah, I don't think this is gonna go through. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on, uh, the P- the PS4 is getting EA access this July. That's pretty cool. Um, as much of a hard uh, time people give EA, there's still a lot of really good games on on their platform. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. And to to those who don't know, EA Access is sort of like a yeah, it's a platform that holds a lot of uh, EA titles and and almost kind of like Netflix, right? Like it's it's not I, I don't think it's streaming, but it's like a subscription service. Yeah, you, you just can, download you know, it to your system. Yeah, you pay X amount of dollars and then yeah. you get whatever. So. Um, yeah, I've just got an article pulled here from Aiden Simmons over at PlayStation Lifestyle. Um, EA and Sony have announced that EA Access, a subscription service that gives you access to a number of titles in the EA library, will finally be coming to the PS4. The service will make its PS4 debut in July of 2019, though a clear release date is currently unknown. Um, for those unaware, EA Access provides players the opportunity to play a number of EA published titles for an unlimited time. It also gives 10-hour early access to upcoming EA releases. Cool. I wonder if that's all EA releases. Do you yeah. think? Might be all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most recent example is Anthem, which had, which had early access on every uh, platform except for the PS4. Yeah, that's, I think, why this is so notable, because it's on PC and Xbox and everything. Um... Let's see. Uh, save for a few exceptions, uh, titles on EA Access won't be removed from the service, meaning you won't have to worry about uh, a personal favorite being pulled. Titles like Battlefield 1, Mirror's Edge, which, by the way, Mirror's Edge is one of the great games of last generation that not enough people talk about. Did you play Mirror's Edge? I played a little bit of Mirror's Edge. That game blows my mind how fucking good it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm over yeah. here going nuts. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's okay. Whatever, Chris. Whatever, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that game seriously that game changed my life you know when you look down you can see your feet and at the time that was like not That's really cool. a thing yeah 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 i mean keep in mind this game came out in 2008 the and parkour you look is down, amazing oh yeah of course the part my god you can like string together move I'm, i know this is supposed to be about ea access but man mirror's edge fucking rocks um <laughs> And Dragon Age Inquisition all, are all part of the service. Um, outside of that, subscribers can get uh, 10% of all DL, 10% off of all DLC and expansions for games of the service. Titles can be accessed for 4.99 a month or 29.99 for the whole year. That is such a good deal. 30 yeah. bucks for the whole year. My God. And you get access uh, okay. to like the sports games. I think maybe from last yeah. year, but you still like. There's a lot there that's available to you that you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say Anthem's even worth like a five bucks, you know, just to try it out. <laughs> yeah, my God, thirty bucks. I mean, you're not going to miss thirty bucks a, mu- a year. Yeah. I mean, what what's the math on that? Thirty bucks a year. Where the fuck's my phone? Hold on. Let's do the math on this. Thirty bucks a year equates to that is two dollars and fifty cents americano a month. Wow. Wow. That's that that can that can pay for your americano coffee. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, for those looking forward to that, uh, that'll be, what did I say, June, July? July. Yeah. July. July. So, yeah. yeah. That'll be cool. I might, honestly, I might do that. There's some pretty good EA games. Uh, like, have you ever heard of this game? It depends on the library. <laughs> so, we don't exactly know what the library is going to be on the PS4 yet. So. Yeah, that was that was a discussion we had at PlayStation Lifestyle. We were all like, well, what... Did, is there a list of games? Is it just yeah. PS4 games? Like, are, are PS3 games also available? Probably not. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, cool. And then the last story I wanted to touch on is just... This is just a quick one. Um, Nintendo announced its plans for E3 2019, including the Direct. Like, what time? Um, okay. This is from Nintendo Life. Uh, and this is by Gavin Lane. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's just... a. Uh, Quick little reminder for everybody. Um, Quote, Nintendo has outlined its plans for this year's E3 uh, convention taking place from uh, June 11th to the 13th in Los Angeles. Starting early on June 8th, the company will kick things off with a Splatoon 2 World Championship live stream, followed by a Super Smash Bros. Ultimate World Championship 3v3 tournament just after. The big news, though, is that on June 11th at 9 a.m. Pacific uh, Standard Time, um, we'll get the full... (laughs) It says the full fat E3 Nintendo Direct detailing all the Switch games coming in 2019 and hopefully a little more besides. Um, The Direct will be followed by three days of Nintendo Treehouse live streaming with the Treehouse members and developers joining them for a more uh, in-depth look at the upcoming games. Yep. Okay, so that was the whole article, actually. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Nintendo Live. Uh, Yeah, so that'll be cool. Uh... I love the Nintendo Directs, man. Every year, it's just like, is this going to be the year we get the Metroid Prime trilogy? Is this going to be the year we get uh, Mother 3 or whatever? You know. Hmm. Is there something you're looking forward to? Um, I honestly, I kind of find it interesting that they're still doing the Splatoon 2 World Championship um, because they've stopped supporting that game with the with like content, so. Are they well, prepping a Splatoon 3 kind of thing announcement? Could or? be. Could oh, be. Right. You have to remember, though, that game is really massive in Japan. It like, is really massive, you, yeah. You go in, like, the subways and shit, and there's, like, bill you know, advertisements all over the place, and there's billboards <laughs> everywhere. That's, like, maybe not so much here in the States but or in yeah. Canada, but, man, uh, that game is really big over there. So maybe they're just appealing to those people there. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, um yeah, I know we're supposed to do our predictions in a few weeks. So yeah, let's not let's not touch on that here. Um, but yeah, cool. We'll be tuning into that, and it'll be exciting. I fucking love the Nintendo Directs, man. Every Me year, too. I'm just like Me so too. excited. Um, okay, cool. So let's take a little break here, uh, and then when we come back, we'll talk about what we've been playing. I'm gonna talk a lot about Rage Two because I've been playing that. A so lot. excited to hear your thoughts. Yeah, uh, and then I really want to hear your thoughts on Raising Kratos because I haven't watched it yet, and I just, man, I love documentaries about games. I think it's so fascinating. Oh, you're going to love this one. Yeah, yeah, and I love God of War too, so it'll be cool. Um, All right, so we will be right back. All right, everybody, and we are back. Uh, Chris and I were just talking about how we're both falling apart because we're old. <laughs> so there's that. Um, one thing too, I, before getting into the rest of the show, have you seen these like Snapchat things where like the gender swap? They're fucking terrifying. I tried man. to I tried to find it on on Snapchat to, to test it out, but uh, I couldn't find it. 
You couldn't find it because you're old, right? And you're falling apart. <laughs> I'm right? too old. I, these, this technology <laughs> is too difficult for me to figure out. You're holding the phone like 40 feet in front of your face with your glasses on. Yeah. What the fuck? But honestly, Snapchat's too difficult for me to figure out, man. Oh my god, yeah, it is. Like, I don't know how these kids... Like, these kids, they just live their lives through Snapchat. And TikTok. Like, TikTok, yeah, god. Man, but have you seen some of the gender swap pictures? They're fucking horrifying. Because, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, somebody, like, tweeted this, like, basically, like, what if you have, like, a friend who... You're not attracted to, but then they post a picture of themselves as a woman, and now you're attracted to them. Oh Does that God. make it weird? That's nice, kind of weird. <laughs> you know, I think I would make a really pretty lady, so oh I might God. have to. Hey, you fuck you, Chris. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my God, I'm I'm pretty. That's so. Uh... <laughs> well, you know what we should do? We should get some ten year old to come help us figure the the Snapchat out, and then we can do the the face swapping or not face swapping, gender swapping. And then you can. <laughs> oh my god! I just saw one of uh, what's the Smash Bros guy? The the main the guy creator. What's his name? Uh, Masahiro Sakurai. It it fucking it looks like a, like a totally different person. I, that's like really cool. <laughs> yeah, felt cute. Might delete later. I don't know. <laughs> okay i just wanted to get that off my chest it was really bothering me okay Um, okay, cool so let's talk about some video games um let's here you want to go first you want to talk about uh some stuff you've been playing and well we we don't want to keep them waiting for rage 2 Oh, oh you want to get into rage 2 now okay let's get that i i I can't wait okay cool all right, so I've, I'm reviewing Rage 2 for uh, PlayStation Lifestyle. Um, and one thing, just you know, before even getting into the game, um, you know, we got our copies really late, and so we're not going to have our review ready by embargo tomorrow morning, which by the time you're hearing this will already have passed. But anyway, uh, it you know, it's a big open-world game, and so it's going to take me a while to get that review out, but I'll do my best on it to make sure it's timely. Anyway... Um, Rage 2, obviously sequel to Rage 1, which came out, I think, in 2010, 2011. A game that, you know, I don't know that there was a huge fan base for it, but this sequel sort of came out of nowhere and um, is sort of like a more colorful take on it, right? Uh, Yeah. And I think a game that is more suited uh, for this generation, like, you know, it's a lot more polished, that kind of thing, things you would expect. Um, And I never played the first Rage, uh, but... I'm having a really good time with it. Um, cool. Let me just let me just get the the bad stuff out of the way first. Um, I will. Uh, the main thing I guess that I'm noticing is just that the, it's like visual stuff, right? So um, I don't want to say I don't want to say that it's got like shitty graphics or anything like that because it doesn't. But the main issue is like the textures are weird. Um, sometimes like textures won't load in right, oh, or, no. or there are sections when like I don't know that they've loaded in at all. Like, it's just like I, Fallout I 76 situation here. Like, is Bethesda kind of losing their quality control of these games? What's going on? I don't know. I think that might be like really harsh to say that. You okay. have to keep in mind too. This game isn't going for like a super realistic look. Like, right? It's uh, it's a little bit stylized, right? So it can get away with these sort of visual issues more than something like a Quantic Dream game could. You know, something that's going for right. like you know hardcore realism. Um, that's like my only big complaint. The I guess the only other thing is like the world is kind of, uh, it's like really, it feels empty almost. Okay. So in my mind I'm playing and I'm like, this doesn't need to be this big or like, 
it doesn't like why is it open world like would it still work if it wasn't open world maybe not i don't know maybe but th- those are like my two big complaints anyway uh aside from that it's like fucking so much fun man like yeah. it is so over the top and so ridiculous like you, <laughs> there are like all these upgrades and like all these weapons you can like uh like o- almost like slow down time in certain sections like there's an upgrade you can do kind of that'll slow down time and you do like extra damage um and yeah it's it's a pinnacle like checkbox game so uh kind of like what we were discussing with days gone right where like it's a checkbox game but uh, I guess with Days Gone being like a first-party Sony game, you're expecting something else. Whereas with uh-huh. this, it's just like it just feels like Far Cry almost, right? To right. to me, the way I the way I sum it up is it's a mix between Doom, Borderlands, and, like Far Cry, and a little bit of the Arkham games, Batman Arkham. Oh, um, yeah. So like, if if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, I think it plays basically like Doom like running around shooting like the moment to moment combat is basically doom you get all these power-ups you can like jump up in the air and slam down on enemies and stuff this sounds incredibly fun (laughs) yeah man it's like it's so satisfying too because like you know there's stuff all over the map i know i said the map's empty and it i feel like it could be smaller you know but there is still stuff to do right like there are all these question marks and it's like addicting to like go around and like oh what's this thing and then you go and it's like a base that needs to be captured or like whatever you have to find the hidden thing that's there you know um the story is like ridiculous and like i'm i don't know i mean like it's like <laughs> you know you're not going to be blown away by the story it's just like people yelling at each other basically <laughs> Um, but man, what, I guess my, one of my favorite parts is there are boss battles and the boss battles are like, it's not just like shoot the boss, like, and kill it. it, it there's like a little bit of strategy in it too. Like nice. there was one boss. I don't want to like spoil it, but basically like you have to like do things in a certain order. And once you figure it out, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I get it. And it's like, I think more rewarding when you take it down. Um, you're always unlocking stuff. Uh, there's like a ton of different, like you can upgrade your vehicle. You can upgrade your weapons or like perks you can upgrade. Um, there are different factions. And if you do uh, like a blue faction, that'll upgrade this one person, like, you know, whatever, uh, like all, there's so much to do. And I don't know if it's like artificially like, presented that way where it's like you know what i'm saying like where it, it just seems like there's a lot to do but maybe there isn't i don't know but so, so far it, it doesn't feel repetitious uh surprisingly no um i feel like maybe it will later on the later on the uh down the road uh but yeah like you know i'm doing like the story missions right now and yeah like there was a section where i had to like plant a, a bug on this guy to like whatever eavesdrop on him like that's kind of a cool thing that you don't see um uh but a lot of it is like you know hit the button kill a bunch of guys and then okay um so uh one one of the things in the original rage uh that was really prominent in it is that it had smart ai does this have like good ai to this game um i haven't really encountered a whole lot of that um towards the beginning of the game you have like a squad that you're with but then stuff that happens i'm not going to spoil it but after that you're like by yourself you know and so i haven't really like experienced too much ai uh the enemy ai seems pretty smart i guess like um you know like uh, they'll sort of like try to flank you things like that um is that what you're talking about or do you mean like like uh partner ai uh, yeah, that was, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, the enemy AI. 
Yeah. Keep in mind, I've only put maybe like five or six hours into it. So I haven't, right. there's, there's certainly probably an opportunity later on where there's like, you know, more of that. And I can imagine like, especially like taking down a big boss or something, you know, that there oh. would be more opportunities for that towards the beginning of the game. This isn't a spoiler. You, you It's like the tutorial uh, that, on like how to deal with bosses kind of. And that's a section where, yeah, there's a bunch of, uh, of like teammates and stuff, but I don't know. I don't, I didn't really like notice that they were super intelligent ai i don't know okay what, what was it what was it like in the first rage do you remember um they maneuvered around but it's in an interesting way they moved around the environment uh, in, in kind of like smart ways so i don't know is i know it was known for that smart ai uh, for the from the original game so i was just wondering if it carried on to this one huh interesting yeah i don't know i'll have to look out for that now that you mentioned it maybe i'll yeah. notice it more but no, it didn't really stand out to me. I, I think one thing that, that uh, Avalanche did to try to make it seem like it's more populated is like there's stuff to do even in between like the, the, the you know, question marks on the map. Like like you'll, you'll see somebody driving by and it could be like a trader and you can like honk your horn at them to get them to stop. And then you can like go out and like trade like if you see them or like, you know, there'll be enemies like uh, driving around or like... Um, I don't know, maybe like a race or something like that. Like you can do like races, you know? Uh, and, you know, it's not like a like a hardcore like uh, driving game mechanic or anything like that, but it, it's like fun little races here and there. Um, so I, I think they're doing the best they can to make it not be repetitious and to make it like have like as much variety as it can. I just feel like inherently like an open world, like sort of wasteland that's all like, you know, gray, not gray, but like, you know, uh, it's not as colorful um there's not really a whole lot you can do with that i don't think so that's why i really like the areas that are really colorful like there's like a swamp area that's kind of cool i just you know like the it looks like mad max basically and i i don't know i don't really think that's as visually interesting so did you have a question though i thought you i thought you were gonna ask me yeah i was i was about to ask um how does this game succeed where days gone fails you know in open world design um, huh. It's interesting because yeah, going into Days Gone, you're like, okay, this is a first party Sony game. I'm expecting it to be God of War, basically, right? And so <laughs> that's a and really so when bad you, expectation to have. Though. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But you know, I'm sure people thought that, right? And so yeah. jumping in, it's almost like you're immediately disappointed. Whereas this, like, think of what came before Rage One. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> that didn't light the world on fire, so like. If you just jump in expecting like a Far Cry game, then you're going to have fun. Um, I think this game, it feels more video gamey than right. Days Gone. Like it feels like it's less grounded, but but that makes it more fun almost. Like, you know, driving around in Days Gone, you have to refill your, you know, you have to pump gas into your bike. And, you know, there are all these like little things that are like supposed to imitate realism, but that kind of like almost work against you because it's not as fun. Whereas in this game, like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, you're like, you know, you have all these augmented powers and like you're running around super fast, like blowing enemies heads off and they're all like, you know, punk inspired and stuff. It's like a mix between like a punk aesthetic and, uh, and like Mad Max style. So like, yeah, compared to Days Gone, I'm having more fun with it, despite it being less realistic. I guess a game being realistic doesn't make it more fun, right? Exactly, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, um, those are just some of my thoughts right now. Again, keep in mind, I just got we just got our copies last night. So we're recording this Sunday, you know. Just got our copies last night. I had to wait for it to download. So I really didn't get a chance to play like a whole lot until this morning. So we'll have more on Yeah, we'll have more on that next week. Um and one thing to note too, um Bethesda said that that this game is gonna change a lot. So like I think there was something like six or seven months down the line they said it's gonna feel like a completely new game. I don't know that that's entirely accurate. It might just be PR speak, but it's compelling enough, right? That sounds like a bad so, thing, though. Like, it seems like the original game that the, the is, is going to be something that's not worth purchasing until, like, six or seven months down the line. So I'm glad to hear that, is that your, your first impressions are good. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, too. Yeah, maybe wait for, like, a sale, and then, you know, seven months later, it'll surely be, like, 30 bucks or so. Man, I think for 30 bucks, this game is totally worth it, man. It's, like, it's... It's it's something it's not too heavy. You don't have to concentrate too hard. Just drive around. It's a around. good palate cleanser. Yeah. Yep. Kill some guys. Do a little, do a race. <laughs> Fuck it. It's just it's just so fun. I love it. Um, that's basically all I've been playing. I did play more of that uh, Sniper Elite game on the Switch. That game looks and runs like butt on the Switch. So I don't really. Oh, have, <laughs> I don't have too many good things to say about that. Um, and then also quickly, I've just been playing um, Yoshi's Crafted World. I finally got a copy of. It's fun and cute. Uh, it's just not what I'm looking for right now. You're so. looking to kill some uh, yeah, or some <laughs> bandits, bandit, yeah, whatever they're called. Seriously though, man, I- I'm telling you, if you if you like Doom, it- it's like if Doom had a baby with Borderlands. Seriously, that sounds amazing. So, yeah, like it's it's less it it's less uh, about like fast paced shooting than Doom is, and less about the loot than Borderlands is. So it's sort of like a like a basic mixture of the two, but man, I think it does a, a pretty good job. But let's wait until next week because again, I haven't played that much of it. So right, uh, yeah. But that's those are my impressions. That's basically all I've been playing. Um, Chris, what about you? So yeah, I watched the documentary for the, uh, the for the five year development of God of War, and I really loved it. Um, I think this this is so. Um, they're so open with how the development's going. They're so open about the direction that Sony Santa Monica goes through. Um, and they, they go through like the layoffs they had when they cancelled the game, the the sci-fi game that everyone was talking about. Oh my about. god. When was um, that? When did they cancel that? Do you remember? Oh, it was like 2014, 2015, somewhere around there. And um, yeah, like they're, they're very honest about how... Uh, this game was developed and the the low morale that the studio had um it was very interesting to watch and i, I liked to see i like seeing Corey Barog's um uh process of how he directed the game and it went through like the the press cycle of uh, Sony Santa Monica making this game God of War and um the, just how they how they were anticipating um, showing God of War to the the public, you know, um, and how anxious they were to show it, uh, which is sounds sounds ludicrous now, but you really believe that when you watch this uh, documentary, like how they risk like their personal lives and how they risk their families and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and and for the for the listeners who maybe aren't aware, um, this is a documentary that was filmed over was it the whole course of five years, like from yeah, five years. So. 
yeah. So, man, it has to take a lot of, like, foresight to, to think about that kind of thing. Oh. Of, like, yeah, we need to make a documentary about our game, even mm. though it may not do well. It's, you know? honestly, if you love game documentaries, it's a must-watch. And oh, it yeah. goes I into, like, it. the philosophies of, like, how God of War is made and the how the story was being crafted and um, Corey's, like, own personal, like, father like fatherhoods and how he changed as a person is so fascinating and you, you really should give it a watch yeah um i man i wish like all the first party sony games uh had I really want them, like that i really want them to do that now with every game they do because this yeah. was phenomenal although now presumably all of the big games that are coming out are like well in development so i don't know that they would be able maybe to they start have. filming now maybe, yeah, maybe they have already yeah yeah, really interesting. I think something like God of War, like obviously the game itself is fantastic, but I I also think that like the the sort of like way that Cory Barlog uh like presents himself uh really helps with the game too. Cuz like okay, look at something like Borderlands 3, like or or, or maybe not Borderlands 3 cuz that's not out yet, but Borderlands 2. That's a game that a lot of people really like, but like obviously Randy Pitchford is a fucking ass, right? So <laughs> I feel like that game would do better, right? If Randy Pitchford wasn't a dickhole, and and so and so, like you know, something like God of War, it's an amazing game. Corey Barlog, seemingly like at least on social media, and when he, you know, when I see him in video and stuff, he's an awesome guy, and like it seems like a genuine guy, right? So it just kind of like adds to the story that this is just an amazing studio with an amazing game, you know. And um, I I, I like how. Like I said this before, but like how honest they are, and it shows how angry they get with each other sometimes over like um, that this game because they're high that they're at their high pressure right now. It's like do or die kind of situation. So that's what kind of added to the drama of this documentary. That's why it's such a thrilling watch. Well, of course, I mean if you cancel a game, you're probably like this is your last chance, you know. And they fucking knocked it out of the park, and now they're pretty much golden, right, for the foreseeable future. And surely, there, surely, there's a God of War two in development right now. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But like, you might be you might be surprised by what Shuhei Yoshida had to say to this game at first. So that's all I'll leave it there. Interesting. That's how I leave it. Yeah. Yeah, I might I might watch that tonight at work. Uh, if if I, you if definitely I don't have should. a whole lot going on. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, have you been playing any games, though? Yes, I have. Um, Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I've gotten further into the game. I think I'm I'm at the third uh, Ancient Beast, whatever they're called. I can't remember. Oh, that. man, you've made some yeah. progress. Yes, I have. And um, this game is amazing. I love how it's... Uh, it, it challenges the open world kind of, like, mechanics that you're used to. Because you ha- really have to change with what you have to do. Like you have to get certain clothes to s- access certain areas, um, and it stopped raining actually when I did the what the first beast. You know the oh yeah, which one did you that. do first? Um, I did the one in the oh, what's oh, I can't remember what they're called now. Darn, um, oh, the water okay. one, the elephant beast. Oh, the it's elephant. The yeah, elephant I think that's beast. usually where people go first. Yeah, and it feels like it's kind of directed that way. Um, yeah, because the enemies are a certain difficulty whenever you go, wherever you go. So it's kind of leading you down the path. But mm-hmm. there's all sorts of little things that you find um, that that say, okay, you can come back here when you've done a certain thing. 
and I like that in open world games where it tells you, hey, okay, come back when you have that ability. Um, yeah. Or a certain amount of hearts. And the puzzles, right. oh my god, this is the best um, Nintendo's ever made. Like, the, the, these, pu- <laughs> these puzzles. They're so good. They are so good. Uh, they're not too difficult, but they're not too easy. So it, but they're, re- the and they're rewarding. Right? They're, they're super really rewarding. rewarding. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man, um, that's one of those games to me that is just like, I don't know. It, it, there's something special about it. Like, I, yeah, I think I think about that game so fondly. Um, uh, I don't know if it was like when it came out that it was a game that I needed in my life, but it absolutely like blew me away. Um, like like you mentioned, like the puzzles and stuff, and you know, a lot of people actually were kind of like maybe i don't know if disappointed is the right word but they, they kept saying stuff like you know this doesn't feel like a zelda game because the puzzle you know it's not a real it's dungeon it's definitely whatever. a zelda game to me it's just in a different way that the whole open world is a puzzle to me yeah man you know what's what's so crazy though is you know you went to the elephant i feel like a lot of people go to the elephant first you can like go to any one of them first yeah you can uh and that's so cool you can go fight ganon right away yeah. Uh, I I don't know how well you'll do. Probably, I, I'm sure <laughs> somebody. I'm sure someone's already is done taking it. Them down. Yeah, someone's done yeah, yeah. it already. I've seen it. <laughs> but speed how runs. how fucking cool is that, man? Like you spend you could spend a hundred hours in there and then go beat Ganon and then yeah. be pretty well off, or you can go fight him right away. That's like, I know that doesn't sound like it's an amazing concept, but to me that's pretty fucking rad. And I know the storyline <laughs> isn't so present, but. I, I really got engaged by the characters, the champions, uh, I, I thought, you know. Yeah, it, man. It made me What's... cry a few times. I'm like, oh, damn. Damn, you why cried? did you have to die? What, what, what made you cry? <laughs> what, what got you? I, I, can't, I can't remember. It's just like the music kind of swelling up, yeah. the, the voice acting being so good. and I, It, it, oh it just God. got me. Um, but, um, yeah, like the, the I like the flashbacks that you get um, yeah. with, with Zelda. Uh, yeah, those are interesting. System. And like, it just adds all these mechanics to the game that just just make it so fun to explore. Um, and I think the best open world, like you were saying, is that it has things to find and things to do, and this has plenty to do. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully you'll have all four of the beasts defeated next week. Oh, well, yeah, I guess oh, you won't be definitely. on next week, though. You'll have to tell. You'll have to talk about it maybe on our E three episode. Yeah, yeah. Quickly touch on it. Yeah. Cool. Um, um, anything else you want to yeah. let everybody know about? Uh, okay. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. I've been playing that. That's um, a fun one, man. I like that super one Super fun. It's, it's super fun. Um, I've got to Lavender Town already. So that just tells you how addictive these these games are. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's super well polished. Um, I've been enjoying the game. There's not much to say about a Pokemon game. You know what you're expecting what to expect but yeah. there's plenty of charm and I, I like how the story's kind of intertwined into like the modern era yeah so and it looks uh, amazing it looks so good like visually it's gorgeous it is it's gorgeous uh, i do wish like we had the breath of the wild kind of pokemon game but i don't think we're ever gonna get that um, we will it'll just be uh, in 10 years or so we'll, we'll see um but i i've kind of been playing this game because like detective pikachu was so amazing um, oh yeah, yeah. You got you got to see that early. I got to see that early. Yeah, uh, advanced screening. Uh, the the tickets were provided to me by Seven Eleven Canada and Warner Brothers Canada. So uh, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
yeah, I, I thought Ryan Reynolds was a perfect uh, Pikachu. I love the ending. It's a nice twist to the form. Uh, nice twist. Yeah, I've heard people end. say that the ending is like weird or something. Yeah. Is, there, is it yeah. like, does it get weird? It's a cool twist. Um, cool. Was and... it all a dream? Was it a dream? No, 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 it wasn't. Okay. It's not that. It's not lame. Um, <laughs> I guess cool. it's kind of a dream in a way if you think about it, but nah, nah, it's not. Um, and Whoa. then the visuals are absolutely amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Best video game movie by far. So if well, you haven't watched that's it already, support this film. Please support yeah, this film so I can get more. <laughs> that's good to know that it's the best video game movie, although its competition isn't very strong, right? Like, yeah. What's the next best video game movie ever? I probably won't uh, come back. <laughs> well, it depends on how you look. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> but um, the ca- there's actual character progression in this film, and the- it just feels so so um true to the pokemon world and the formula and you know the the and the series so um i i think this is the that's the reason why it's the best video game movie because it has a heart to it rather than like some sort of um heartless cash cow <laughs> yeah you can tell like when you know the people who make these video game movies like they have never played these games once in their life you know you can totally tell because it's just like not it doesn't capture the spirit of the games which is so frustrating so okay cool uh any other games you wanted to touch on before we um, say goodbye i'll touch on trooper brook um we i played it for about an hour um it's kind of like an interesting um adventure game you know, like point and click and the visuals are kind of like an Ardman film you know like the what's in gromit or um oh those, wow those, i love uh, that yeah, yeah. Um, I reported this for the PlayStation Lifestyle. It's the first news story I did. Um, and it's kind of like a stop-motion kind of look to it. So, like, all the sets are kind of made, like, like by hand. And then they're digitized into the game. Um, so it, it's, it's got a super cool look to it. Um, I kind of like the story so far. It's got a unique setting. Um, in it, Like, it's set in, like, a small German town in the middle of nowhere. And apparently it gets kind of like, goes into kind of like a sci- sci-fi story. So people have compared it to like David Lynch and things like that. So. Oh, interesting. What platform are you playing on? I'm playing it on PS4 right now. And I, I was playing it with my roommates <laughs> uh, who are big fans of um, Twin Peaks. And they said, they said there were a few references in there to Twin Peaks, like cherry pies and coffee and things like that oh yeah (laughs) interesting um and is it one that more of that and is it one you think you're gonna stick with and finish um yeah it's not too long it's about five hours long so oh yeah i think i'll I'll give it a go see see how far i go very cool all right um that about wraps us up for episode 22 today was a little bit of a lighter episode i feel like we were more chill today maybe josh just brings out the craziness in us what do you think (laughs) Let's <laughs> ramble on a bit. <laughs> just kidding, nah, I'm just kidding. Josh is awesome. Um, <laughs> cool. So, so just reminding everybody, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, are we on YouTube? Maybe no, we don't no, do YouTube. Maybe YouTube we. No. Maybe we could do that though. We'll, it just we'll takes a bit more it. time because yeah, you have to video edit it all together. Like maybe we That's could do true. snippets of the show. Let us know what yeah. you think. Well, let us know. We're looking in. We're, I mean, we're open to different things. We're trying to expand our reach here. So share the show. Uh, 
talk about it with people if you yeah, want. Rate it, rate people. it on uh, iTunes. So yeah, uh, yeah. I know we've got three reviews, uh, three five star reviews. So thank Hell you to those yeah. who have reviewed us. Um, yeah, and uh, look out for our Patreon. And if you'd like to help us, yeah, um, you can buy a shirt for now. That'd be really cool. Yeah, if you... and, cost uh, us a couple bucks. And also, if you give us a picture of you wearing the shirt, we'll retweet you. <laughs> that's a thanks. <laughs> Which, that's such a prestigious thing, of course. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, so that'd be that'd be cool. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's really cool. Like, again, I know we're not this gigantic podcast, but you have to remember, I mean, there are thousands of podcasts to listen to. So if you're somebody who takes the time to listen to ours... And, thank you, and thank makes, you so much. ...makes time... Yeah, man, that's really fucking cool. Like, imagine, like, from our point of view, like, we just make this thing and we're just, like, you know, it's just something we're passionate about. But for somebody else to enjoy it, I think that's really awesome. So thank you, everybody. Um, Chris, uh, anything you want to plug or anything like that? Um, if you, yeah. Do you have anything I, in the works? I don't have anything in the works right now. Um, actually, I will have a review for a game called Suicide Guy <laughs> on Switch. Oh, my God, so- I've heard of that. I've heard of yeah. that. <laughs> so I'll be playing that. So far, it's a bit rough, but um, okay. I'll let you know soon. What, and what publication is this for? Uh, Rapid Reviews UK. So that's my first Okay. Oh, uh, I, dude, you know, I know the guy who runs that site, yeah. and he's really nice. Yeah. He's cool. What's, what's his name? Uh, do you, do you, I do can't you remember his name? Off the top no? of my head. Okay. okay, that's okay. Anyway, yeah, he's a really nice guy. Um, cool. And then where can people find you on the internet when you're not on ActiveQuest? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at PenwellWrites. Um, I'm not really on anything else right now. Uh, so just keep stay updated on there, I guess. Cool. And then of course you can follow Active Quest on Twitter. I have to start uh plugging stuff like that. It's here. Let me. <laughs> I know this is probably yeah. Here we go. It's at Active Quest Show. So one more time at Active Quest Show on Twitter. You can follow us there. Um, cool. And then as for me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. Um, I'm going to be at E3. So if you're someone who listens to the show and is going to be at E3, which I do think there are people uh, who fit that criteria, please say hi to me. Uh, you can't miss me. My, you can, you'll probably spot my hair from, <laughs> from a mile away. So yeah, please say hi. Um, <laughs> and in terms of plugging stuff, let's see. Well, obviously, yeah, I got my Rage 2 review uh, in the works, which Maybe by the time this gets posted, it will be live, although I don't want to promise anything. Um, and then I'm probably going to be doing some features and guides uh, uh, for Rage 2 as well. So yeah, that about wraps it up for episode 22. Thank you, everybody. Uh, have a good week. And yeah, uh, it's just awesome to be doing this. So yeah, take care. Thank you, everybody, for listening to ActiveQuest. I just wanted to let everybody know that we are now on iTunes. Just search for ActiveQuest and you'll be able to find us there. Just remember that leaving five-star reviews is super helpful with the iTunes algorithm, and it helps us get discovered and find new listeners, so we would appreciate that as well. I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Chris Penwell and Josh Nichols, for being awesome on the show and for editing the podcast as well. And of course, the listeners. You guys rock. I really appreciate all of you. I know there are a lot of video game podcasts out there, so it means a lot for you to give us a try. Thanks again, everybody. Take care.